Welcome back to Wake Up Winden. We are going through dark, and today we are covering season one, episode six, Sigmundus Creatus Est. Check my Latin. And I'm very excited because I have uh, two wonderful guests today. Joining me from the Death Readers podcast are Doug and Rob. Doug and Rob, thank you so much for coming on. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. Hey, speak for yourself. I'm doing great. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm so we glad. Come, uh, from, I, I, I really thought you were going to say this when you uh, introduced us. We also come from Alaska. So I don't know who's listening, but we, we do a podcast in Alaska. Yes, we That's, do. It's important to tell people, I guess. Yeah, and I'm in Las Vegas. I don't actually tell that too much on the podcast, but... <laughs> oh, uh, damn, sorry. No, no worries. It's okay. Um, you know, not a secret location either, so totally cool. But um, you guys um, are... You have a great podcast that I like to listen to the, called The Death Readers, and uh, you guys kind of go chapter by chapter through uh, the Harry Potter series. And um, But you guys have kind of a different take on it because... Uh, do you want to just kind of go... Do you want to kind of go into it? Well, it didn't start as a different take. Uh... It was a hey, Harry Potter is great, and let's 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 you know examine it, go through all the nooks and crannies, and then Doug sort of took it over because Doug had a different reaction to Harry Potter. Well, it it I think the way it really started was that uh, I've never I've never read Harry Potter at the time when we started the the series. I hadn't read any of the books. And I'd I'd seen the movies, and uh, Rob had read them like seven or eight times. Uh, <laughs> And I, I realized that, like, at a certain point, I had intended to read the books uh, after the movies came out. And then, you know, 10 or 15 years passed, and I ha still hadn't read the books. Uh, and so when we made this realization, I kind we, we kind of had an idea of, like, well, we, there could kind of be a podcast where we read through the stories and me having not read them would have my take on it. And like, it would follow that journey through the, through the process of reading and then, like, very shortly <laughs> into it, I just started ha I don't. I don't remember exactly how, how short. I think it was probably episode one. I but, think like, it was episode one. I, I started having sort of, like, really critical thoughts about it. And so the show has basically become just, like, listening to me criticize <laughs> the, like, the books while Rob either argues for them or uh, tries to, like, lead me on into ways that I will make a fool of myself later and stuff will happen and, and it'll be revealed that I'm a real idiot. But <laughs> it, uh, so far, that's basically what it's been. No, I... It has led me to re-examine them with a critical eye and notice things that I had just been oblivious to before. Yeah. And so I'm, it's an interesting take. And I'm definitely in the Rob camp as well. I've, uh, you know, I love the books. I've read them a bunch of times as well, but I really enjoy hearing um, Doug's spicy takes like that the Dursleys... <laughs> Dursleys aren't so bad. Uh, Harry, Harry's terrible. Um, I, I agree with the Harry's terrible take. I think that's 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 a good one. Um, I stand by both of those things. <laughs> yeah. No, Doug, you, you argue it very well. Um, I, I love listening. So um, I encourage you know anybody who likes Wake Up Winden, go ahead and check out Death Readers. Uh, it's a lot of fun and so much content. Like if you're bored during you know quarantine, you guys, there's a lot of content there if you like Harry Potter. So. We, we actually, yeah, we just finished recording our 62nd episode, and yeah. uh, that should be up tomorrow or whatever. <laughs> it's going to be up uh, whatever day is after today, but probably before this airs, so that wasn't helpful. But uh, it, uh, If you're listening to this, you can go find episode 62 and feel like they're in tandem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can also uh, go check us out on 
uh, Podbean, uh, Apple Podcasts. Is there another place? You're on Spotify. Uh, Patreon. Patreon. You can find us at Death Readers, uh, Patreon slash Death Readers, where we, we put up a lot of extra content and uh, and if you if you sign up for our Patreon, we will send you a, a postcard. That's we true. Will, we will write you a personalized postcard and send it to you, and you can have it. <laughs> we'll have signatures and everything. Yeah, real high quality stuff. <laughs> All right, that is Death Readers. You guys got to check them out. They are a great podcast. Please check them out. Um, so guys, do you yeah. want to get into dark? Let's get into dark. All I'd right. Love to. So, okay. So you guys, this is your first time seeing the show, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've seen it many times, but I'm doing my best to remain unspoiled, but I will nice. kind of ask you, or I'm, I'm trying to let, have the listeners remain unspoiled. Um, ah. so, um, I'll try to ask you guys questions. If there's something that I think I'm going to give away, I'll try to ask you instead. So I don't speculate on it i want you guys to okay. do the speculating i guess because since i kind of know what happens sure um but uh i kind of want to break it down we have kind of five major storylines to go through in this uh it's kind of a busy episode actually it's a very busy episode yeah i was trying to color code it just to kind of like see follow the characters and see what um you know the scenes that everybody's in and there's too many different colors usually it's only like four or five this time I had like six or seven, but I think there's about five different plot lines we could break down. So, okay. so you were trying to follow the path? Yeah, basically uh-huh. trying to follow that uh, red thread, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I watched it. <laughs> you guys uh, are picking up on something. Uh, part uh, I've been criticized at Wake Up Winden uh, for not knowing enough about the Greek classics. So Ariadne is kind of a sour point for me, but uh, we'll do our best okay. here. <laughs> I only, I was only, I only picked up on it because of uh, Percy Jackson, so don't feel too bad there. Okay, good. I, I didn't pick up it at all. I was just, I, I was sitting there thinking, oh, this is just like Canceling Gretel. Hey, that is mentioned in the first use episode. breadcrumbs, man. If it's yarn, it's Ariadne. Fine. I don't even know what that means. Fine. Oh my God. The Minotaur. The Red the Thread. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm telling you, somebody's, somebody's penning a review right now. But oh, do it. The guest didn't know enough about the red thread <laughs> or the minotaur. Um, yeah, I know what an, I know what an Ouroboros is. I, I saw that anyway. Uh, it's more than I know, so that's good. Um, so anyway, um, here oh, we got five storylines here. I want to ask what you guys want to talk about first. We we okay. get we get into Re- Regina's past. We get Katarina just kind of losing her mind. Um, mm-hmm. We've got Ulrich kind of getting to the bottom of the mystery. And we get Jonas time traveling, and we get Marta taking a run at uh, the actress game, and she's you know doing a fantastic job. I want to talk about Jonas having a crush on his aunt. Whoa! Right, that, yes, that penny finally dropped for me this episode too. I was like, wait a second, wait, wait, wait! Holy crap! Yep, it's a thing. That's- I'm like, I know they didn't really go too much into it this episode. I, I think I may have interrupted your list of five. But it, <laughs> but uh, uh, you had just talked about those two characters. And I was like, this is the moment. Um, the uh, the idea that he – he I like that we're, we're not really uh, – in this episode, they, they haven't explored his realization of that. And I'm assuming mm. – I'm hoping that's coming because uh, that would – that should be a pretty significant like – hit to your uh, assessment of reality if you realize that a person you're crushing aside from the fact that your your father is also your like 
friend's brother. Friends, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like just this whole like whole trippy nature of that. Oh, I forgot about that aspect of it too. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, that like does does he know that his mom and Ulrich were like having an affair? I forget if he knows. Um, I don't think it's clear. I don't think he does know that. In that at first episode, point. he's yeah. just hanging out in stairs calling for his mom because the power's off, right? And right. He yeah, doesn't he was a know sandwich that too, Ulrich right? is upstairs. Right, and they're okay. kind of making fun of him. They're like, you'd think he would know how to get his own milk by the time he's 15 or whatever. So, yeah, that's the that's the joke. Yeah. Right. Um, But anyway, I don't think he knows, or at least it's not clear. The show doesn't make it clear that he knows that. Okay, okay. Um, okay. But yeah, anyway, he's... Uh, he's he's ending up tra- time traveling so maybe he's gonna put together a few more of these clues but yeah that is definitely a thing and you're absolutely correct that uh that marta is his aunt who he has made out with and uh he's alluded to I mean, things who in- has it yeah <laughs> you know it's kind of a thing in pop culture right i mean uh with game of thrones you know Jon snow eat your heart out right now you know absolutely so. I was definitely thinking of like a little bit of like it's not it's not german but i was definitely thinking about how like weirdly edible it is to like have the have Ulrich have sex with the mother of his grandson like that's weird yeah this show uh <laughs> prepare for a lot of weirdness uh yeah. is all, all i'm gonna say uh because yeah uh but you're you're definitely right and uh it's definitely something that i think jonas is thinking about but uh I you'll, so. you'll have to keep watching to to see more about that but yeah, uh, incest uh, is definitely a kind of a theme on the show. <laughs> so sorry to rope you into this. Uh, this <laughs> that's fine. But you know, that's uh, that's what we got going on here in dark in the dark verse. Um. So yeah. Oh, uh, what did you think of the? Oh, we can let's talk about the whole Jonas thing because it was kind of hard taking notes for Jonas. There's a lot of traveling. Um. Sorry to bring up Game of Thrones. Do you guys watch Game of Thrones? By the way, I watched through like season four and it kind of fell off. Okay. Um, I, I, watched I, I know a lot of what happened afterwards. Okay, cool. But um, what I kind of think about this is, you know, when Bran was kind of just traveling, uh, maybe Doug saw this part uh, when in season five, when like there's nothing going on with Bran, or there's one of the seasons where he's just traveling the whole time, nothing's really going on. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's what I feel like Jonas is in this episode. He's just the whole time he's packing up, he's getting ready. Um, and I know it leads to something that's really fun at the end, but every time I'm just like, oh, Jonas is packing, Jonas is following the red thread. <laughs> it's funny because you say that because, like, it was the one part of the, it was the one thread, if you will, that I was, like, really into. Like, I was like, oh, man, this is, like, I want to know, like, what's in the end of this thing. Like, is, is, uh, is, you know, one of my theories is, like, is, is Jonas the bearded time traveler guy from the future who's staying at the hotel mm-hmm. Is that oh, he, did, did he meet himself on a bench and say some nice things about his dad and how his dad saved his life once? And like, is that coming up eventually? Like, that's I, funny because I, I went the other way with it. Oh, yeah. Who do you think it is? I, thought, I, I wondered if Jonas takes a different path in the tunnels, which I want to get back to in a second, um, and becomes um, HG Townhouse. Oh, the author of the book, he goes even further back. Mm. Okay, I like, I like both theories. This is really cool. There's, I mean. Anybody could be anybody. Anybody <laughs> mysterious could be anybody. I have no idea at this point. I don't know about that. Hell? I don't no? know if it could be anybody. Hear, hear me out. This is another okay. theory I have. And and I don't know if this is, like, I don't know if this is, I might sound like a total ass. Check out Death Readers on <laughs> all of our platforms. Two episodes of Doug sounding like an ass. Yeah, that's that's the brand. Um, but <laughs> basically, there, I, have this, I have this other theory that the only people who can time travel are part of the same family. Interesting. That for some reason, everyone that has time traveled has 
a similar, or if not, has some sort of genetic code link is something I'm, I'm tossing around in my brain. Because if I think about uh, Ulrich's brother, mm-hmm. time traveled, then you have uh, his grandson, Jonas, you have his brother, Mads. Uh, that's all the s- people in the same family. Now, so far, that's, I think, it. Uh, for people we can confirm. Again, confirm if my theory, if my, that's part of why I have my theory that Jonas is the bearded guy. Because Other kids are missing, though. We don't know if they're time traveling or not. That's true. There is that one kid who is missing who it has like red hair and was in that room. Eric. Well, there's also the deaf, the deaf girl's friend, and I can't remember his name. I think it starts with okay. the Damn. Eric and Yasin. You guys are there nailing it. Yep. You guys are doing Sounds great. Like they could just be nope. kidnapped by the, the, the weird metallic blindfold guy. Yeah, uh, you, uh, Noah? Do we know that's Noah yet? I think it's Noah. Okay. So, when Yasin gets captured, right? You you right. saw that part. Um, there's somebody who comes up and he says that he's Noah. And he takes him, right? right? And then we've seen Eric in that room that you've talked about as well. Yeah, yeah, So, right. um, yeah, no, you guys are... I think you guys are talking about a lot of right things. Um, cool theories. Um, I will say, you know, <laughs> genetics is a big part of the show. So, I think... Oh. Um, Keep looking like it just are like genetics. Family trees are big. I would say. So I, I know oh, it's right. funny you mentioned that because there's this other idea of like, is the I, you're gonna help me with the character names, but the mm-hmm. the uh, lady who is the hotel manager, who's the mother, yes. whose mother was the person who ran the nuclear plant, who was having an affair with Ulrich's dad, which could mean that she's Ulrich's sister, kind of thing. Like, okay. Yep. Yeah. So, so like, that's, that's yeah. Regina, right? Correct. Yeah, Regina. So R- R- what? I mean, yeah. So what, Doug? Try, you gotta try the German. The only other way to conjugate G would be really inappropriate. <laughs> so what, Doug? Doug, you're abs- you're absolutely right about what you're saying too. Um, that's Regina, and then her mom right. is Claudia, and she right. had an affair with Tranta, and right. Tranta is Ulrich's father. So, right. Okay. Okay. So what you're saying is that we don't necessarily know who Regina's father is and right. it, it could be Tranta, which means that they would be related. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's all. That's exactly what I'm saying is that like that just one of those things that had occurred to me. Um, and, and you know, if I don't know, like I'm thinking about other things, like she has apparently a positive test result for breast cancer, yeah. um, which is also often a genetic like thing. There's a heavy, uh, it, it, you, you have a higher likelihood of getting breast cancer if, of, person in your family's already had it totally um just that kind of thing so like i don't know i, mean, I don't know if that ties into any part of a theory but it I mean, uh, the show just, is also chock full of radiation yeah it is it really is because of that nuclear play which is another thing i'm excited to like, chernobyl's mentioned there's a geiger counter yeah. Yeah. yes there is did you guys watch that show by the way i did not Chernob- i didn't know I'd, I'd recommend it it was pretty good okay yeah it, um, I, I heard only good things but i also heard like I got the feeling I would be depressed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot of that. Lately. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's pretty sad, but uh, it, it was. It, they did a good job with it. Um, yeah. So uh, I'd give it a shot, and that's the only reason I know what a Geiger counter is. Or, or oh, really? Yeah. I know, that's probably better than the reason I know what a Geiger counter is, and that's because of playing a lot of Fallout. Oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a sports video games person, but uh, nice. that's uh, that that does you know we all learn from not, different not places. Not a lot of but... cause for uh, for Geiger counters in sports. No, I no. hope. <laughs> no, haven't run into it too much, but you know that's okay. Um, <laughs> so you know you bring oh, up oh oh unless you're talking about the nuclear football. Oh, like like uh, 
like in Spy- uh, Batman when the field explodes? No, no. that's <laughs> what they call. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what they call the the briefcase that the people that hang around with the president carry that has like nuke codes in it. I'm pretty sure they call that the nuclear football. Okay, I think I have her. That's pretty esoteric, though. I am. That's my style, man. Like <laughs> showing off because you were cut out saying. Regina no, I, I could entirely be wrong about what a nuclear football is. You think I'm actually conscious of what I'm saying? Hey, guys, don't worry about uh, pronunciations because we've been calling Helga Helgi. We've done a whole a whole bunch of things. I've been corrected well, by I, a German teacher, so um, I, I've been working. I failed a semester of German in college, so I feel obligated to at least try. Oh, definitely. Give it a shot. I, um, you know, I stopped short of calling Charlotte Charlotta, but I do go for a, a lot of them, you know? Um, can I ask you guys a question? How do you guys watch sure. the show, by the way? Um, what language, like subtitles? Or- oh, this is great. I'm so psyched that you brought this up because <laughs> b- before we started watching, like I sent Rob a message and I was like, I asked him this exact question and I was like, I just want to know, I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing, but I want to know what you're doing. And he was like, I'm watching it with uh, German audio, English subtitles. And I was like, thank you. That is the correct Hands way to watch down, it. Hands down, that's how you do it. That is the only way to watch it. And now here's I'll, I'll tell you why that's the only way to watch it. This actually is a note I had that I wanted to bring up separately from everything else. There is... Okay, so I don't know if you guys noticed this, but there is some serious translation issues between the German... Spoken German and the translated subtitles. I actually did. I had I had scant enough German to be able to be like, that's not quite what he said. Right. And Ooh. I it made me think, like, uh, th- like, are they trying to translate it and then, like, ascribe the, act- the, the American version of a tone or context, like, to not make it com- perfectly, like, uh, translated, but just, like, the, the spirit of the words mean this and this is what an American audience would think? Like, this, mm-hmm. is how, this is how we would want them to actually interpret the show, even if we, because if we translated it literally, it might not make any sense. That, uh, it's it's not, my German is not very good, but I know what, I know what Shiza is, and I know in the first episode, <laughs> Mads says Shiza in that one amazing long shot around their kitchen table, and it translates to, on the subtitles to, this sucks. And yeah. I was like, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why would they make that change? Like, other people are saying Shiza in, in the show, and it's being translated perfectly. Why this one moment? And then I started like watching for little other things, and I, I noticed it. But uh, I wonder. My, my main point in bringing all that up is wondering if, if you watch the show with the uh, the the dubbed the dubbed version, if it's even further different than uh, the subtitles. I can tell you it is. Um, yeah, I, I bet it is. Yeah. So um, I agree with you 100. percent Only way to watch the show, I think, is the German audio. And um, I should have told you guys that when I emailed you, but I was thinking, I was like, man, I don't want to scare them off. Uh, guys, no. come on my German audio show. <laughs> but uh, No, always always read the foreign movies. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree 100%. But I did do the, I was just watching kind of casually before I started this whole project. And I just, you know, I was kind of watching while doing other things. So I put it on in English and it was way mm-hmm. different. There, you're um, Not way different, but, you know, there was enough uh, differences with, what was being said, and then the um, subtitles on the screen. So, um, yeah. Well, there's also always this sort of, like, problem with you can't translate inflection. Like, you can't find a way to personify the tone that the original screen actor was Absolutely. trying to convey with with a dub. And I just, I would rather, 
personally it's just it's like my thing i'd rather experience it the way it was it's native experience than try sure, than they're, being they're, lazy they're emotions in the moment yeah yeah no and i like the actors i really enjoy them on the show so i like hearing I their inflections as well so i like i like the dolph lundgren ulrich guy that's like, that's so because I, I keep seeing mads mickelson in his face oh really and then this kid is named mads and i'm like uh they, they have a very similar <laughs> yeah stoic kind of chiseled rock face he does look like mads mickelson that's a good point um, I, I really like Ulrich, the, uh, the actor who plays him, even though Ulrich's kind of a scumbag. I do, I do, <laughs> do enjoy Ulrich, um, on the show. His partner seems kind of familiar. I know I'm getting off track. Uh, Charlotte or, um, or the, Hannah. The or Good call. Yeah. Good who you call. Saw, uh, yeah oh, saw. his partner, his work partner, not his mistress or his wife. <laughs> right. Yeah, Good call, Doug. His partner. Yeah. Like, you know, cops have partners. It's a famous thing. Yeah. Doug. No, um, yeah, she, some, she looks really familiar to me, and I can't place, even if she just looks like someone American I, I, I know. She but looks like that lady from, uh, like, uh, it was some cop show, like Law and Order or It something. was a cop show. Okay, yeah, yeah like, like um, I, I think it's Law and Order. I think she was, like, a DA for, like, SVU or I, something. I was thinking now. it was the one with the, oh, jeez, the dead girl, which is really, really generic for a cop show, right? <laughs> um, the dead girl? The killing. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't seen that one. Um, I get okay. Tia Leone vibes a little bit from her. I don't know if you know. Okay. Um, but I really like Charlotte. This is Wake Up Winden is a big time Charlotte podcast. Uh, we love okay, Charlotte okay. here. At least I do. Um, <laughs> but uh, she's so stern. I just I really appreciate her. Yeah. Oh, my head disagrees. Oh, there we go. Uh, there we go. <laughs> um, so. Um, right, I should clarify if that piece is going to end up in the show that we're <laughs> doing this over uh, Zoom and I, I have a digital background and my head disappeared from it. So I'm not just a crazy person. No, it's okay. Doug is in the forest of Winden right now. It's uh, very, <laughs> very appropriate for the show. Um, so where do you guys want to go? I know we, we uh, it's cool. We've been bouncing around a little bit. But uh, can we talk about Jonas in the cave a little bit? Did you see? Yes. Did you see the fork in the road when he went um, through the Absolutely cave? Absolutely did. Okay. And he went I, to the I, right. I, I, was, I was like, yeah. no, go left. You always go left. I don't know why. I, just, I felt he should have gone left, but right seemed to take him to meet his mom, which was interesting. Yes. I have a theory about it. <laughs> Let's hear it. About right versus left? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, my guess is it's, it's traveling in time, right? It's going to be you either go to the past or you go to the future. Okay. Uh, that was that was my guess. Do you think there's only two branches, or do you think it further branches, or can you go to different times, or there are only three locked in times you can go to: past, present, and future? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I I don't know. I think it, I think right now there's no evidence to assume it's anything other than just past, present, or future. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Rob? Um, I was actually expecting another bifurcation and it would I, I i actually got a little a little um anxious i'm like oh is he gonna be taking turns forever is he gonna be stuck in fit oh no he got it okay i think um, i'd have some i think i'd have some serious fomo not going to the left one i'd want to check out both of them i don't know if i could right if i could handle it you know but i definitely love that um that aesthetic of the uh the gilded door underground in the cave that, that I've seen that there's two things that brought to mind. There was an episode of the real ghostbusters where they found like a doomsday door in the subway that they were tunneling through. And, um, I wrote it down. What was it? Oh, lock and key had something similar in it. And I, I always love that when, when they're in a cave and the digging and suddenly there's a door with all kinds of writing that just screams, do not open. And of course somebody opens it. I'm like, ah, it's amazing. Well, there was literally the, the, 
the door with the like that the nuclear plant put up to block that entrance that was like really do not open and Ulrich was like nah I'm opening <laughs> it like yeah that's when Ulrich tried to jump the fence right right yeah yeah, yeah I was really excited for that part I thought he was going to be like uh, Nick Cage and National Treasure and uh, but it didn't work out for him. <laughs> Yeah, it makes me wonder what, like, the legal system is like in Germany to where, like, <laughs> yeah. he wasn't, like, just kicked off his job and, like, you right. know, fired. Uh, it's like, I'm not like, not like it, it's supposed to indicate something to me about German, uh, like, policing rules, but more like, I, I just have to assume that, you know, with the, with the culture divide from my experience to what it must be like over there is just, like, it must be something that the audience wouldn't question, is, I guess, what I thought. I feel like Charlotte would have covered for him. Yeah, that's... that's, Yeah, we all like to fill in the gaps. Yeah, that's the sense I got, too. I did find it interesting that, you know, Ulrich was in custody in that episode from, like, the the power plant uh, operator. Mm -hmm. The the head of the power plant had him in custody, so kind of a, you know, turnaround there. Um... All right, so um, Jonas ends up going back and he sees his mom. Don't you think that um, Hannah should remember this, or what do you guys think about that? I mean, it's the Back to the Future question. It's, we're going to name our kid Marty after that kid in high school, but we're not going to notice that he looks like that kid Yeah. Uh, um, that Lorraine almost made out with. Um, I don't have a great memory. I, I, I totally buy, especially if it's a one-off. Yeah. yeah. There, there was some you know, asshole kid that my dad offered a ride to in the rain and he just walked away being a weirdo. She's, she's, she might not remember that next week. See, I feel like she, she's Hannah would hold on to that and that would fuel her and make, uh, <laughs> to turn, uh, I guess, I, I don't know. She, uh, I, I feel like Mickle has left enough of an imprint that is, that, is that how you say his name, right? Mickle? Yes. Yeah. He should be, there should be a lot more people going, wait a second. Yeah, isn't that There's that class? Photos we can look at. We, I mean, that whole Jack Torrance thing. There's there that should that one should be coming up all over town. Yeah, I don't know how like responsible or uh, great the adults are in the town. Uh, there's a lot of examples of uh, you know not great responsibility on behalf of the adults. <laughs> neglect. So. Very a lot of neglect. Yeah, definitely. So uh, sure. I don't know who's connecting the pieces. If it's like Charlotte or Ul- you know Charlotte has to deal with Ulrich's shit enough. So like that's true. Know, um, she's carrying his emotional baggage all the time right <laughs> yeah so um yeah i don't know who's gonna put connect those dots but i do find it interesting like don't you remember that or uh like when you see Jonas get that yellow raincoat like oh shit he's the dick that uh didn't <laughs> didn't talk to me you know mm-hmm. yeah i mean i guess i look at it like those are they're still kind of like ubiquitous things like yellow raincoats are are like you know they're 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 like part of the zeitgeist so like you know if you i don't know I, I i look at it like if i i can't remember lots of strangers that i've seen once like i know in my life i've seen lots of strangers one time mm-hmm. but like and the other thing is like there's no like think of it this way we we have the burden of knowledge that there is time travel happening so far very few people in the show do and they so she would have presumably no reason to really like think about time travel as a real possibility that could give her any indication that that may accept that her husband probably babbled about it a couple times. Uh, and she, she's like, she says that weird thing in this episode about like, uh, you know, your he, father you could never tell if he was serious or joking. Yeah. And oh like, yeah. Yeah. You mean like when he would say things like, I'm the missing boy. Or like, <laughs> I'm like, from the future. Yeah. Um, this other guy's my brought my dad. That's my dad. 
<laughs> I, I would expect that kind of psychotic break to happen. But yeah. I guess it's. I guess there's gonna hopefully be some sort of justification for why it hasn't. Yeah. Well, she kind of alludes to like she makes this face when she talks about um Nickel having a broken leg when she first met him. Like you know your <laughs> father, what an idiot, <laughs> right? Like in <laughs> a broken leg. Um. So, but yeah, he was always saying stuff like, uh, "I'm from the future," uh, at least in the uh, to the to the nurse. So you could presume right. maybe he said it to her. Is the nurse somebody in the future too? Yes, yeah, she's she, got the ball okay. in her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she's the grandma. Because they did that side by side a couple episodes ago. Right, but right. I don't. Which grandmother is she? Okay, so she is Jonas's she, grandmother, and she's the one holding the. Uh, the 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 letter do not open until this date. Mm-hmm. She's that Cause, person because she's effectively Jonas's adopted grandmother because she basically adopted Mikkel. Correct. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's that's absolutely right. Um. Okay. So, um. Do you guys? Uh. Where do you guys want to go? Do you want to keep talking about Jonas or um? Uh. Have we gone through that storyline? Okay. Or what do you think? I I I I mean it was it was really a transitional episode for him. So I think I'm probably good with him. Okay. I'm definitely. I need to dig into uh, Regina better because I I don't remember enough. Yeah, let's. Can we talk about her for a second? Because sure. the, the episode starts with her, right? And um, yeah, she's getting tortured and uh, kind of reveals a lot about Ulrich and Katarina's character as as teenagers, right? That was her tied to the yeah. tree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. That that one. I that that was a point I missed. That's that's why he when he goes to talk to her at the hotel she's like you know talking about what you did to me that's why when they have the fight at the school he she says like why don't you tell your kids who you really are and what you really like what who their mother is thank you so okay she's yeah, a, that was yeah. that was my big I, I didn't put that together I, I, it's been so long since I've watched five that I did not remember her young face right so girl tied to a tree I didn't know if it was eighty six or uh, 2018. Right, right. It is, it it's tough at the beginning of the episode, too, to kind of orient, especially when there's no other context for what time it is. Right. So I, I totally get that. But, um, you know, Ulrich kind of dismisses it as, you know, you know, just teenager stuff. You know, torture. Uh, you know, <laughs> tying kids to trees. When I think about, like, movies that I've watched, because that's how I interpret the world, that's how I, like, know about how things happen, is I watch movies, because I don't really experience anything on my own. But uh, I think about movies like Carrie, where, like, you have this ridiculously violent or, like, horrible experience of, uh, like, of high school children. Or, like, even if you go a little later, like, uh, like, like I think about, like, this, the weird shit that happens in movies like Animal House or Porky's. Like, these movies that were in the late 70s, early 80s that were, like, talking about what either a, a fictionalized version of what life was like or teenage life. But, like, that became part of, like, culture and it informs younger people in the future about what time must have been like at that time so i look at that stuff and i think i never experienced anything that brutal myself i'm sure some people i know did uh to some degree and but like i i it was never something i experienced but movies tell me that somebody must have so i don't know i mean yeah, it's brutal and yeah, it's awful, but like I don't know if I think it's necessarily the most unrealistic part of the show. Oh no, I agree. I just think Ulrich and Katarina should be locked up. Oh. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> yeah, and that's not even like talking about the cr- the crazy like rape allegation. Like like how did yeah. he become a cop after I'm he very, got like I'm very curious about the other half of that story. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, he does say his motivation was because Aegon messed up so much in the past, but you're right. I mean, he does kind of have that, you know, black mark on his record, and uh, that is interesting. I I never even really considered that, but that's a good point. I mean, presumably he must have been so cleared so hard. Like, it must have been so unequivocally, like, it was definitely not rape that he wasn't convicted or wasn't charged or further or anything like that so that he could presumably again like hoping i hoping i just have faith in most i guess police systems that they wouldn't hire rapists uh, <laughs> to be cops um that i would hope that that's what must happen in the future i guess but like um who knows yeah it's never addressed again can i ask you guys where where did you guys leave off in that uh, 80s storyline because i don't want to say anything more um but what's the last thing you guys remember from that the last thing i remember hannah had turned uh Ulrich in met mickle and then just in this episode uh come across Jonas. okay that's that's the last i remember from the 80s okay i think yeah I think it'll be addressed. So, um, just okay. uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but I don't want to say anything more about it. So, oh, that's, that's great. Well, that's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that that is interesting. I I hadn't considered that fact, but you're, it's a it's a really good point. Um, so yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ulrich. Um, uh, where do you guys want to go from here with Ulrich? Ulrich. Oh, geez. There's so much. There's uh, his his wife <laughs> discover you know the phone bill. Which come on. You're a cop and it's 2018 amateur hour. He is. No. <laughs> You're not using WhatsApp? Come on. No, Ulrich's brutal, man. He's, uh, he, uh, he, uh, I don't think he, he's oblivious to a lot of these clues. Like, Katarina gives him a look in episode five that he totally misses. Yeah. And, uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's so sloppy, this Ulrich. He's, you know, leaving on a sweatshirt from the house, you know. Um, that, that scene, that scene where Hannah was, was sitting there with, with, uh, Katarina, is that her name? The wife? Yes, that's Katarina. And he comes in. I loved it. I loved the, I loved all the uh, the energy there. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah. No. Um, the Nielsen scenes are very the... charged. <laughs> oh, shit. Did, is there a big theme in this show about the nuclear family? Is that, like, a theme that I... <laughs> like, is that a thing? Like, about, like... Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but it feels like there's something there. Family is everything in this show. <laughs> but but there's also this nuclear power plant. It's like this this nuclear energy is a thing that's in this show. And it makes me wonder if it's sort of like trying to play on this idea of like, let's, you know, test the, the like, let's extrapolate a storyline or something from that phrase. And the nucleus of the nuclear family has been divided. Yeah. Hey. Oh, and it's uh, kind of all warped up too, <laughs> with uh, in time travel. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty messed up. Um, uh, um, so we uh, we had a confirmation of my theory that Ulrich's uh, brother was the dead body, right? Which has clearly visited the weird. Uh, I just want to keep calling the metal blindfold guy. <laughs> um, so that's that's finally come up. That was nice to be. I mean, it was leading me, I know, but I, I still felt a little vindicated. Like oh, I figured that thing out you were showing me. Yeah, we had Chekhov's chin scratch, so that was exciting to see that uh, confirmed right. with the voiceover. <laughs> uh, it was really helpful for uh, them to put the voiceover of Ulrich's mom saying that, so simpletons like me could be like, "Oh, that's the chin scratch." <laughs> <laughs> that was that was very helpful. Thank you. Thank you, creators. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I I feel bad for uh, Ulrich's mom. She's one of the I think saddest characters of the first season here. You know, with uh, between Tronta cheating on her and her son dying in the past, um, and then her grandson mm-hmm. being missing. Um, but although that doesn't seem to come up for her too much. Did we lose something there? Uh, just I like think... five seconds okay. I lost. Sorry, guys. Okay. That's keep, fine. Keep going. Um, I feel bad for her, too. Like, she, uh, like, I, I, there's all these things that are happening early on with this whole, like, idea of, um, you know, okay, so she's, got and, and all these people are related. I like, 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 she's Ulrich's mom, and her is it not who's the who what's the relationship between the guy that uh what's what's Ulrich's dad's name again Tronta Tronta so Tronta yeah. and that other guy who was accused of being mm. a like male prostitute visitor Peter um, uh-huh he could be that but like I have this weird feeling like he or his wife are related to them Okay, interesting. So that's Peter Doppler, and that's Charlotte's husband. Charlotte. Okay, that's Charlotte's husband. Yeah, because she was. That, that was. Yeah. That's right. That's that was a great yeah. scene. And yeah, and um, they're like they're together, kind of, kind of tracking like what time the lights are gonna flash at the end. What did you guys make of that? Oh well, I mean, it seems to occur every time there's time travel, um, and I'm assuming it has to do with the power surge from the nuclear plant. I'm, I just have this like theory that the plant is powering something. That is allowing time travel to happen. Um, that's that's my guess. So I, I think yeah, that, I mean I, that's as, yeah. that's really as far as I've. I just assume lights were flickering because he was going through the tunnels. Yeah, yeah, and you got the power I didn't point. Think about it deeper than that. Right. Okay. Very good. Okay. So uh, I I'm just trying to. Make, I don't want to you know spoil anything, but you're you guys sure, got sure, it. Sure. And the um the power plant and the caves. You know they're you know basically the same location. Something's obviously going on right. there and uh, right. mm-hmm. kind of at the center of things in Winton, right? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like if you had a postcard for Wyndon, it's, it's sad because there's a lot of like lovely, uh, flyovers in this episode, but then you got oh, the, man, it's shot so gorgeously, but then you got the plant looming, you know? So it's like, yeah. uh, you get that plant out of there. And I think, uh, I think, <laughs> think tourism would go up and people would visit Regina's hotel. So I definitely want to like talk about the, how good the show looks like, yes, go ahead. It was, mm-hmm. it was something that I noticed really early on that I had this, like, I was like, okay, I'm getting this, this, like modern you know uh style like what's that what's that uh stephen king show outsider is that yes. what it's called yes i've not seen it but i think okay. yeah i feel like the sh- i saw some stuff from the show and i feel like they look very similar but this idea of having this sort of modern like really even lighting across all the shots like these uh and, and also like a lot of power behind like backlighting i don't mm-hmm. know if you noticed that but like there's a lot of um there's this shot of uh, Regina in her car getting a phone call from her husband outside of the school. And there's the, in that shot in this episode, she's in a car and there's two cars behind her. So she's the second car in a line of three and they are backlit beautifully. Like where the outlines are so crisp and clear and it all looks so natural. Like there's this real achievement in this show of finding a way to make the lighting look like a natural even lit space while it clearly isn't just to make the shots work but like they they did a great job in hiding lights in in lighting in, in just overall 
and I mm-hmm. just I think that that's a huge achievement um, in the show. Yeah, I think they do a lot of great things with the production. Um, the it's like a ten out of ten on a lot of different things <laughs> with it, and uh, I I didn't. I'm glad you brought that up, Doug, because that's not something that I'm good about talking about or or noticing too much. But I think you're spot on with it. And there's this other amazing shot. There's a couple other amazing shots in this episode specifically. There's this one of, uh, what's Ulrich's wife's name again? Katarina. Katarina. She's she's in her car calling the radio station to tell them that the <laughs> town is garbage and that there's a murderer amongst them and everyone sucks. And it, there's this shot where she's so there's this idea in photography called like uh, like finding a frame or like p- putting a frame in another shot like uh, like. Ki- Images have, like, the frame they're built in, right? Like, they only have so much space that come out with the image. But mm-hmm. if you could take a smaller square or circle or some kind of frame, some other shape, and put a focal point inside that shape, that draws the viewer's eye to it. So in this shot, she's sitting in her car, and it's not, a, it's not an amazing, like, technological breakthrough to put a person in the window of a car so you can see them in a scene. But how it's done... And how it's lit is is really impressive because I don't know I don't know how the show is shot I don't know if they use natural lighting I don't know if they use uh, uh, available light as it's called like I don't know if they use um, so in this shot specifically she's on the road she's parked there are two what look like two street lamps lighting the back of her car and kind of lighting her face but. And the light is really well designed because it's like it kind of comes from both angles. But I, I would know that they would have to have a light essentially lighting that front of the car that the camera is looking at. And the way that they have that lit, it just makes my mind run with like trying to figure out where the lights are hidden. Where are they in the car? Are they above her somehow? Are they below her? Like all these little things that are just popping into my brain about like just trying to figure out how they made the show look so good so consistently. And and and. But that one shot, those two shots uh, really stood out. There's one more that really stood out for a kind of different reason, but it's that shot early in the episode where Ulrich's standing outside of, I think maybe the police station or somewhere, and he's just sort of standing, and the camera's slowly like pushing in on him. And that shot really stuck out to me because it, it looked like a, the kind of shot you'd see in an anime. That was the best way I could describe it to myself. It's like, it's like a hero pose where he's sort of standing there. His arms are kind of like out, like he's like, he's like, locked and loaded and ready to like fight but nobody's there <laughs> and and it like felt like that kind of like hero stance you'd see in an anime uh but, and then i started thinking about like there's a lot of things in the show that feel kind of like an anime in a, in a weird way where like a lot of those shots a lot of those uh like the, there's these tights with the shallow depth of fields there's um there's the hero pose there and then uh, but I think that tie, this, uh, unfortunately it ties into one of my other notes. <laughs> I'm just going to keep talking. That, uh, that, uh, that, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but the um, another thing that feels very animated to me is there's a lot of long pauses in the dialogue of this show that is filled in by music swells. And yeah. it's filled in by this, uh, this audio design that like really pushes you to feel something through the music. Mm-hmm. And but if you watched it without the music, and somehow were able to watch it with just the dialogue and the sound effects and everything, I think you'd find it to be really weird, because there's going to be these long pauses, like the scene where uh, Ulrich and uh, Regina have their conflict in the hotel. He says something to her like, "You made the rape accusations to me," and then she pauses, in real time, she pauses for like two or three seconds, 
So, so the music comes in and tells you how to feel. And she goes, is that what you think? <laughs> like, time. And then there's another like three or four seconds of him looking at her as the music swells. And then he goes, you made that false report or something like that. And it's just like, if you took out the music, it would be real weird. And the best thing I can tell you to like simulate that is there's these videos on YouTube you can find where someone took uh, scenes from the TV show Friends and pulled out the laugh track. And it's the same thing. It'll be really strange sequences of characters saying a line. Then there's this pause for laughter. But no laughter. But, but it's silent. And then uh-huh. like, and then they finish their next line, which is a punchline or something else. But it feels insanely unnatural and really creepy and changes the entire tone of it. And there's that element is in this show, too. Um, so I just thought all the, that was very interesting. It is. No, absolutely. And all the, um, you, you talk about the music, right? And the cues. I think that's actually my favorite part of the show is how well they uh, integrate the music and the sound effects throughout the show too. Um, and you know, every episode kind of follows a formula where there's, you know, you know, like 40 minutes of action and then there's a musical montage to let you sit with the action. And then there's like one final scene that kind of, you know, makes you want to watch the next episode. Um, what have you guys thought about the, the music in the show so far. I feel like Doug's noticed it more than I have. I know I've liked, I've liked the intro a great deal. I've liked how the intro has changed subtly. Um, the composers, I don't remember it, but the composer, I always, I always notice the composer when uh, his name comes up. His name, is it he? Is who, who, who wrote the music for the show? There's two, there's two sound um, people on the sound team. And I, I have them, I used to write recaps for it and I had it written down at some point. I just, it's not coming to me right now. Sure. Um, but I mean, I, it, it's, it certainly caught my attention. There's just, I've gotten a lot of great songs from the show, um, that I have listened to in my real life. Um, in episode three, there's the song familiar that they do just a great, one of the best montages, um, my favorite one of the show so far. Um, and I think like even on the second watch, I pick up these songs a little bit more. Um, so just check out the music. Every episode you'll see a musical montage and, um, I, I really enjoy that aspect of the show, but um, I like what you're saying, Doug. I know uh, about the music filling it in, um, and like the kind of dramatic soap opery conversations they have, and yeah. it kind of it kind of helps because you know as I'm reading the subtitles, um, there's it's not bam 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 bam. There's a little time to sit with it, and it's you're not reading right. all the time, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think that like you kind of get the you could go like one route where it's like things happen really fast, like in a movie like Parasite, uh, which was. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing and made me want to learn korean so i could watch it without reading it but like so that movie i feel like had a lot of that uh, occasionally really fast dialogue and you're trying to keep up and you can't really watch the action while you're trying to read but then i also have this idea with the the music where it reminds me a lot of this uh this movie that's a uh, shutter exclusive called blood machines it's this uh a film that's sort of like a, a extended music video uh there's these uh, two directors, I forget their names, and, and a musician whose name I also forget. But they uh, they collaborated to make this really long sort of space opera, uh, long form music video, and it it has this same sort of like really intense like music driven story, and it reminds me or Dark reminded me of that in that same way of like there's there's I think it's really. I mean, once you notice the music, I think it will be difficult to watch the show without thinking about it um, because it's it's just so strong. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it really 
uh, it's hard to cleanse the palate of <laughs> noticing those pauses. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, uh, but, the, but in terms of the quality of the music itself, it is, it's fantastic. Like it's, there's nothing I would say is like bad except for like, again, the sort of heavy handed swells, <laughs> which, isn't, uh, which isn't bad. It's just noticeable. Yeah, I'm trying to think, um, for one character, they, in particular, there's always these ominous tones they play, and I don't know if we've gotten there yet, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about, that they, and they, like, overuse it, and, um, it's, it's fun, I kind of enjoy it, but, uh, I, I know what you're talking about with the swells. Well, in that one, it was definitely that scene of Ulrich and Regina, so it's, I, it's one of those characters that probably has a lot of these, like, huge, dark swells. Yeah, I think they do uh, have different um, cues and tones for different characters. Um, uh, ch check that out if you're watching. I think they uh, it, you'll see that. That wouldn't be uncommon. I think for me, the mm. most famous version of that that I can think of, where like a, a composer will write specific like you know themes for specific characters in movies, is Star Wars, where Princess yeah. Leia has a specific theme mm -hmm. that whenever she, whenever she's on screen, or like there's certain times when you get that that music, and like it's. Uh, if you know if you know what that's like what her theme is and what it sounds like like it for me it affects the movies a lot more because it makes me it, it makes me know like oh okay i know what i'm what's coming up There's without even section of the story yeah exactly like this a, a leia scene is coming up yeah right or it's or this is like they're using this specific theme to make me feel a certain way and i haven't picked up anything like that in dark yet but it's interesting that you note that it sounds like there is that mm -hmm. so I, i'm gonna look for it now for a few characters, we'll listen definitely. for it. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, we've got. Is this what you want to like? How you want to sell us to these to these nice listeners is to highlight our bickering. <laughs> no, you guys. Yeah, I will say you guys have fantastic chemistry. Like when I'm listening, you guys are so quick with back and forth, and uh, it makes me jealous. It's really good. I really, I really enjoy it. How did How did you find Dark? Did you just stumble across it? Um, I had heard, I'm trying to think, I was, it was, I'd seen the, um, you know, the little, the little squares on Netflix. I had, um, mm -hmm. I had seen it a bunch, it was recommended on mine, and I just gave it a shot one day, I think, and, um, I started watching it closer and closer, because I just watched the first season, I was like, what is this, I don't know. But I started, like, there's a few moments in this show that I'm like, wait a minute, I really, I'm interested in this. So, I went back and, uh, watched it again, and really ended up liking it, and, I uh, looked for podcasts about it and there weren't really many. So I wanted to kind of, I had time, you know, being home with COVID. So I wanted to uh, try something with it. So, yeah. More importantly, how, how did you hear about Death Readers? Yeah, I was going to say, I uh, I was, okay, so I was checking. I, I really like Harry Potter just because it's kind of like a comfort thing. You know, how people watch The Office. I'm guilty of this too. But like, just because there's nothing, um, it's just like easy, right? You can put it on no matter what and uh, you'll enjoy it. So, like, the Harry Potter story, it's, like, in my head. So, when I, I look for podcasts about it a lot, and there's, there's a lot I like. But I was listening to one that I didn't like too much, Potterless. Um, and, and I'm sorry to hate on him right now. No, but, no, 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 that, no, that's amazing because, yeah. like, that's the one I feel the most intimidated by because I feel like it's probably, in my head, it's like, the, I haven't listened to it. And I've deliberately not listened to it, but I oh. know what it's about. And in my head, it's like, I don't want to listen to that because I know it's, it's similar to what we're doing, in a sense. But like, much more successful, and like he got, he got there first, kind of thing. So like, I, I've deliberately not listened. Yeah, but um, and here like, and I'm uh, since starting podcasts, like I I'm more sensitive to criticism of podcasters, so I don't want to you know hate on this guy. But right. you guys like are so much better than his podcast, and I stopped oh, I I stopped listening to his. He I, he's just um 
he's younger than he's young. I'm, I'm, I'm 30, but he's probably like, you know, 24. He's younger. And sure. it, right. it shows like it's, um, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, it's, he, he rubs me the wrong way. I don't really enjoy listening to him. So I stopped listening to that one and I saw on Reddit, somebody had mentioned yours and I just went with it, started listening from the beginning and there it goes. I was like, yep, this is, this is more what I want to listen to. So that's, that's great. Yep. That's really, we really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, no, I mean, you guys have really good banter and, uh, it's, uh, uh, I really do recommend it for our listeners. So check it out. I, I, when it, when my, my wife actually found dark a while ago and she had watched it to a certain point. And so when I like, when you, after you emailed us and I was like, Oh, I should check this out. She was like, Oh yeah, I think I remember watching that. I, but I don't remember how far I got or what I thought of it. So yeah, we should watch it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting that like, I feel like there's this weird sort of like dark Renaissance happening right now where people are actually really interested in it for some reason maybe it's a COVID thing maybe everybody got over tiger king and they're like what else what else is on there uh, um, but uh it's great i i do know it's very highly rated on imdb it's um like in the top 10 there so i think it's just been getting you know buzz from being critically acclaimed um uh, i think that's right. like what i can gather from it the subreddit is so big for it and when i started um um when i joined it it was small and now it's over a hundred thousand people so um, it's definitely dark is, you know, having, having a moment and even just making this show, like, uh, I couldn't believe that people were downloading it. So people are, and like, I'm such a small operation. Like people are definitely watching dark, you know? Right. So there's definitely a case to be made for like a stranger things comparison. Where do you, where do you sit on that? Okay. Can I, can I share this? Okay. So there, I think there, I think, it. I think it's, I think it's valid. Um, us, us hardcore dark fans really hate this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, they, a lot of people who are in the dark fandom don't like that comparison because they think, you know, dark is so much better than stranger things. And me and my wife discussed the, uh, the similarities in our season three, uh, episode one recap we talked about stranger things and some people did not like that comparison at all so uh you there is some uh some some buzz back on that but uh i definitely I mean, see them it, i think it's like kind of i don't know i have not experienced this this uh backlash that you <laughs> but like it seems so i mean unfortunately in a sense like it seems so obvious that there is a not not to imply that dark is ripping off stranger things but they're it's unfortunate that Stranger Things is so like uh, significant in the in the culture of the last couple of years that, of course, there's going to be comparisons made when you're talking about like, in some sense, a group of young people in the 1980s are going around experiencing supernatural things, sci-fi shenanigans. Yeah, and and like while it while I agree that it is actually, in my opinion, it's better than Stranger Things. Like, and I I, oh I think God. that's Hands true. Down. It's it's just true that that's that it's better but like it i also think that it's fair to say that they're similar like i yeah i i'm i don't know i think that there's a lot of people who like to get upset about things too yeah uh, i agree so, I mean, so don't think of people when people like, you know lash out when i watched stranger things season one the first time i enjoyed it i guess but i kept waiting for it to get good and i didn't have that with dark at all i dark felt like the authentic version of what stranger things is a pastiche it's like look at us being 80s dark felt like it um grew uh, organically out of the 80s there's and I, maybe that's just because it's filmed in germany and so is the neverending story which i love which is very 80s and so the architecture looks very similar i don't know but it feels honest whereas stranger things is kind of like 
people putting on a play. There's an episode of, of uh, South Park where they have they, they reveal this concept called the member berries, <laughs> which are basically these talking uh, grapes that sort of just say to each other like, "Oh, do you remember? Do you remember Star Wars? Do you remember Ghostbusters? Oh, I remember that. It was great." And that's how I feel. Stranger Things is like Stranger Things feels like a nostalgia farm as opposed yeah. to a like own story that's and it is its own story but like so much of the jokes or references are actually just like putting a pe- like a crystal pepsi in front of you and going remember this remember this please remember this yeah um and, and i feel like that's the, that is entirely not the case with dark like yes that dude had a uh, a walkman so what like that it's, it's not the same as being like, we're going to go to Halloween dressed as Ghostbusters. And it's like, yeah, we get it. You're, this is the 80s. I get it. <laughs> You're describing a Ready Player One to a T, right? Have you, have you guys, have you guys <laughs> yes, read that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, unfortunately, like, I also think that that's the same with Ready Player One. However, yeah. I do love that movie. I, I haven't read, have not read the book, but the movie is amazing. I read. I really like the book, although yeah. I recognize it is basically Twilight for guys. Yeah, I read the book and I, I really like I had a guilty pleasure just loving it. And then yes. I read, then I read all the criticism online, and I felt like an idiot, even though I really, <laughs> really <laughs> enjoyed it. Absolutely fair. I probably will read the book again. It wasn't bad. It was fun. That's fun. Good little jaunt, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Um, we we've got to talk about Katarina. Um, completely, okay. <laughs> completely losing. I'm I'm sorry. I just I was the the two things that just stuck out to me are her calling in the radio the radio show, and uh, her yeah. beating the shit out of Regina at her school. That was enjoyable. That was that was, <laughs> that was a fun scene. Yeah. Um, just I've had it. I've had enough. The radio show. I, I'm I'm very interested in the repercussions from that. Yeah. I, I'm very like like. I, I feel like that's not something you want to do during an active investigation. I feel like things are going to get up in arms. Yeah. Re- yeah. I'm the fallout from that. Doug. I mean, I was just thinking about like the fight she had in, in the school, <laughs> like after the play where I was thinking to myself, like it might be easy to forget that she's technically the principal of that school. So the principal of the I school. I totally forgot that. The principal of the school had like a, had like a, a slap fight with an, presumably another parent. Am I wrong? Uh, um, like, cancer patient. The, the cancer patient, but like, <laughs> does she have a kid at the school? Bartosh. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so like, an, a parent of the child who attends the school, mm-hmm. she just assaulted, and like, that. that is like, again, these people keep doing these things that are gonna like, put their careers at risk, and I know that they just <laughs> lost a kid, and I, I get that this is all this like, tensions building, but that was something that really st- stuck out to me, uh, was like, the social ramifications of something like that. Now, when it comes to the phone call, I don't, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I wonder my, my brain starts working in questions of like, who is the DJ? Is that a character we're going to meet eventually? Is there going to be more tie-ins <laughs> with something like that? Because oh, I yeah, it could be like a Adrian Barbeau in the fog kind of radio character. Or play Misty for me, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Whatever. I like why to. Is the, why is it a, Why would that reaction happen? Because the fog is way more in keeping with dark. John Carpenter, Adrian Barbeau, the '80s. I win. <laughs> I. <laughs> you see, I like to think "Wake Up Winden's on that radio station that they're playing. So, in an alternate universe. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I just imagine her like maybe Katarina's a regular. Like maybe she's really into the soccer club, like FC Winden. 
and they're right. like, oh god, it's 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 Miss Nielsen again. Put her on, put her through. <laughs> I, I kind of assumed that, that she had said something to the uh, the producer or whoever was taking the call that let them know she was the mom of the missing kid and she's calling in. She oh, did. Yeah, no, I mean, that was, that was yeah. Clear on the oh, she did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she definitely so, did. Like, I, <laughs> I think that it was like I, that would, if, I, if I was producing that show, I'd be like, uh, either this is a prank or this is a real thing. We should probably take the shot. Um, yeah. So like it, it's it's a I don't I don't really know why she did it. I guess like I, I guess it was supposed to come from like a frustration. Like she's she's reaching out for something to do. Like she's reaching out for some action she can take to try to take her son back because she has nothing really available to her absolutely everyone's failing her even her husband who's a cop who swears it's going to be different than when his brother disappeared is failing her right. having an affair she, she needs something yeah. yeah and we see how people react to tragedies in the show right and uh katarina i would say is not handling it well like she barely talks to magnus and marta until the end of this episode um the joke i always right. have is does she even know those kids uh Are until <laughs> I have a quick question. Are, are Magnus and Marta twins? It's not ever discussed. They're very, they have to be like a year apart. They're both in high school. They hang out in the same circles. Um, right. They, I don't think they ever say that they're twins, but I wouldn't rule it out, I guess. I, somebody yeah. can correct me on that one. Yeah, it just like, I just kept thinking about like the way that they behaved. Like in the end of this episode where they, they kind of fall asleep in the same bed. And, and, and like, I, I wondered if that was like, more a twin thing than just a sibling thing. Um, it's a like dark I, incest thing. Could just be a dark thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I was hoping it wasn't, I guess, is where I was going. Like, trying to, trying to hope that it was more just like a, oh, maybe this is like a subtext that I should be picking up on, that they're actually like, they're essentially like, you know, the, the way those twins wouldn't be because they're opposite gendered, but like they're, they grow up, they, they come out together, you know, in life and they are closer than they would be with their younger brother who's gone missing kind of thing because i like her reaction to how much uh like mad's disappearance has affected her and like how she's like really resentful about it it seemed seemed out of character considering how close she is with her other brother um mm -hmm. but so i was just trying to like piece things together and try to make it make sense but maybe they're not um yeah i don't know uh I don't think I, it, it's not big. It's not a big part of the storyline right, at, right. at any rate. But um, I, I just kind of took it as like kind of a kind of a character building thing for Magnus because he doesn't doesn't get too many good scenes. Um, I don't know. Like it was kind of like showing his nicer side, I guess, at the end of it. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, but then so uh, also with Katarina, we get the, the play with Marta and I don't necessarily need to go too much into Ariadna. But what I do want to talk about is Katarina ruining the play. Um. Uh, should she have gone up there? I think it was a good emotional performance. Uh, she just kind of took me out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, absolutely. <laughs> should that be allowed? <laughs> I mean, I, I I liked it in the sense that I under I I, I liked the idea of like her mother, recognizing her daughter's actual distress. Yeah, like her mother has been trying to reach her, and the daughter's been really like she's been processing this loss through all this like sort of. Uh, aggression and like off-putting behavior and and she the the mom you know she decides you know what i'm gonna go see the play like i'm it's it's a little it's like one step forward of like moving on or, or getting away from her own maternal grief and like going to support her kids and then in that moment she sees her daughter like 
overacting for the play for like the for for what the play was trying to signify this that performance did not need to be that intense so like clear i thought it was like clearly uh clearly communicated to to uh katarina that i believe that's her name <laughs> that yeah. uh, that her kid was in serious emotional distress in this moment and as a a mom who needed a win was gonna go up there and like hold her kid in this moment where she was having this actual like grief so i loved it because because of that <laughs> Um, but the school newspaper will be justified in publishing a scathing review. <laughs> yeah, that's true. See, I think I was I was just like, oh shit, March March is really selling it here. Damn, she's going to win now. But yeah, no, I, I'm just having fun. I know, I totally get it. Uh, yeah. That uh, <laughs> it's an emotional time for 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 all of Who, all of them. Was was that Marta's whose necklace did they find? on the bed okay now maybe mm-hmm. maybe you don't have to tell me that but that necklace is sticking out to me as like a thing i should have remembered or eventually will come back now all i want to know is should i have remembered it or will it come later i think there's a character that we're supposed to know who that is um okay i want to ask rob first before i say anything. what do you think rob do you know i, I do not remember a necklace okay really? um there's I, know, I remember the necklace from this episode but like yeah third, I get yeah it. do you remember I why remember if it's um, do you remember why he's going to that box in the first place? It's the drug dealer girl, right? It's the girl who was who took the drugs and sold them. The she is okay, yeah, yeah. kid. Franziska is Charlotte and Peter's kid. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and her little sister's the deaf girl mm-hmm. who's friends with Matt. Yes, right. Yes, right. with yes. Yasin. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I haven't seen them for a while, and I totally. I mean, it's been a few weeks since yeah. I've watched. Right, and, right. Episodes four and five. Yeah, I forgot about it. So. The necklace belongs to the older sister. I think that's what he thinks right now. Like so, like he's okay. putting, he's put, he's. I think he's putting a lot together in his head, right? Because there's condom wrappers. There's a, there's a bed there. There's yeah. uh, the necklace. So he's probably like jumping to worst case scenario, right? And uh, sure. I think that's kind of like, and you see him like looking sad at the necklace at the end, and I think he's just kind of thinking about her. Yeah, I think that it's you're definitely supposed to believe that the condoms and mattress yeah. and necklace have something to do with each other. Right, <laughs> right, right. That's what they're leading us to, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've got one, I got one more character question we haven't talked about. He's one of the uh, people I like to pile on here. Uh, what do you guys think about Bartosh, <laughs> the friend of Jonas? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy who like like lied to the girl so that he could hook up with her over the summer after Jonas was recovering from his friend going missing. Yeah, bingo. And welcome this friend back when we're like, oh man, hey, it's great to have you. Got your girl. Yeah. And what a what a dick. Yeah, he's the worst. Uh, yeah, he's terrible. Um. Yeah. Beyond that, that 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 move and the fr- and then and then thinking like, all right, we understand where everyone lies. Okay, and then didn't process it anymore like i i, I, I can't i can't fathom I, him i think it's interesting to note that both uh what was uh the the what is jonas's not time traveled son's name um jonas doesn't have a son yet no my bad uh uh ulrich ulrich's not time traveling son nickel or oh magnus 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 yeah. so uh, it's it's interesting to me that magnus and uh uh ulrich both had sex in the same room in their <laughs> high school yeah kind of creepy yeah um yeah okay you know what and we've talked about this on the show too is that we, what's up with uh the these this the school everybody is just out and open nobody's in these rooms they're just like going at it with uh no regard yeah. you know <laughs> i don't know man i guess like i don't know what 
I don't know how many people are in every room in every school, but uh, I mean, things happen um, at school. <laughs> that's true. Um, I like how Bartosh was trying to make something happen when he tried to kiss her, but she was totally mm-hmm. not down at that time. Uh, yeah, no, read the room, dude. Yeah, well, that's but I, think, I, was... I think it's important to note this sort of like this 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 rhyming that happens here with with Ulrich and uh, Magnus, like where again we have these like notes of these character traits recurring in a family you know where you have like this idea that they're both uh, arguably like very sexually active for their age or for you know just in general like is that a is that a is that something more poetic than just showing them both doing this one thing both lost a brother yep yeah exactly um... there's there's a lot of this like repetitiveness uh, that's happening with these two characters i think i think at least for me something i'm gonna keep note of going further so charlotte talks about how um in the last episode she mentioned that 33 years uh, ago everything in the universe was exactly aligned and i think you're seeing a lot of you're seeing a lot of that too and um uh to add on to the parallels that you guys were mentioning um ulrich is cheating on his wife just like his father cheated on his wife you know so Yep. Yeah, you're right. Things are repeating. I had I had another note about that too where like he yes, he same thing there but but like that when he heard that his father had cheated on his mother, he didn't like it didn't seem like he was responding to that at all. Like that news didn't seem to affect him or cause him to have any reaction more than where were you the night my brother went missing? Where you were you the night my son went missing? Yeah. And like that's that was something I definitely noticed. Uh, and again, why you should definitely watch it with the German audio. Yeah. yeah. Did you see how Yana kind of covered for Tranta again? Because yes. Yeah, because we know that he wasn't home that yes. night, right? So. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Interesting, right? <laughs> I mean, I definitely have the suspicion again that there's some sort of weird secret society in this in this town that knows about this secret, safeguards it, and like makes sure that it maintains happening. And I think that's where you find. Uh, Peter is that the guy's name the, the and and uh and Toronto yep um those two characters certainly seem like like to be very well like it's it's one of those things where it's like I feel like it's so obvious like it's worth it's not almost not worth talking about but like they clearly have times they know what times things are going to recur they have this secret bunker um they have like this you know journal with this these you know more celtic symbols on them or, or whatever those are how about the door um, that uh we haven't the, talked about yet which door the uh the door says sic mundus creatus est that Jonas opens oh. and yeah. uh the episode title as well um so right. somebody made that right i mean it's not just uh out of nowhere right. um so no i think you're, you guys are hitting on all the right things so um uh I'm excited. I'm <laughs> excited for you guys. <laughs> I, I think there's one more like comparison I'd like to make with the show, and that is that th- I think one of the reasons I'm I feel like things like like noticing things like that feels kind of uh, predictable, not predictable, but just sort of obvious to me is that I I really liked watching Lost. Me too. When, mm-hmm. when that mm-hmm. came out. Yep. And I feel like this show has a lot of similarities to how Lost was structured in the beginning, the first season. Like, you literally, at this point, you have, like, a hatch, you have time travel, you have uh, this secret society of others that know what's happening mm-hmm. and have, like, potentially done similar things. Um, I feel like there's a whole lot. And these people are, like, tied to each other in a, in a mysterious but significant way. 
I feel like there's a lot of comparisons there. So I'm basically expecting, you know, knowing that you have seen it, I'm expecting this Noah character to essentially be the Benjamin Linus character from Lost, like a uh, um, sort of Machiavellian, like mysterious mastermind behind everything. It's sort of what I'm expecting. Uh, what I would say is what we know is a drop and what we don't know is an ocean. And that is yep. that is a dark yep. quote that will keep coming up. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys are, you, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, this is very good. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, Rob, I, I'm getting lost here. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I didn't have anything there. Okay. I was just amused by all that. Um, so, um, uh, I had, uh, damn it. I had one more thing. Uh, this great moments in podcasting history at uh, wake up Winden. But, uh, <laughs> um, uh, do you guys have any, any other notes while I try to gather my thoughts here? Anything else? I, I do. Go I've ahead. got one more that I feel like is really important. Um, and there's something that's said in the last couple of moments of this episode where, uh, the, the siblings are in the bed and, uh, the, I forget her name, the, the, actress in that scene um i forget the character's name uh, marta right marta mm-hmm. marta says um this thing that really struck me as something that like was really profound it was strangely profound and this thing she said was like you ever think about how we don't really know our parents like mm-hmm. we don't really know who wow. our parents were before they had us or from any other perspective when other they were than kids their sure. children like right and like it's an, inter- I'm really fascinated to see how that idea develops in the rest of the show, because like right now, uh, it is a, it's a fascinating concept, and it's something that I don't think is explored enough as overtly as I hope it will be in this show. But like you know, Rob, you brought up Back to the Future, this idea of like that's a big idea in that movie where uh, Marty sees his his mom as this like sexual being who like you know wants to like who's experimenting and like is, is more vivacious and exciting than he's ever experienced her being. Uh, and it just feels so alien to him. And that same thing I think is not only, I think is that going to happen in, in, in dark, but it also makes me think about like my parents and like, makes me think about like, you know, it, like my, I'm older than my parents were when they had me. So it makes me think about like when I knew my parents growing up, like I, I'm essentially in a mental space or like a, a personal space that's probably very similar to the place they were in when I started to make memories of them. And it really like kind of makes my mind to have to like do some acrobatics to try to like accept that thing (laughs) that that they are people that are like, at a certain point they're people like, you know, like us, like people who are having conversations about stuff that they're interested in and, and making mistakes, not knowing what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like we've talked about this, like like uh, on our show, we we talk about Rob. Rob has a has a daughter, and we talk about like this, like these ideas about like how the show or how the books, uh, the Harry Potter books, work when you have a kid. Like, how do you explain certain things in these stories to a kid? And like, if I I wonder, like I have questions. Like, I wonder about like if she when when at a certain point when is she going to listen to our show? <laughs> and like what probably is, never like what would but like what would happen like if that happened like i have these curiosities like what would she think of of it if if i, I don't want to give you a, a mind trip but it's just like it's just this thought i have like i've pondered over a couple times like thinking about like people we know listening or or hearing our thoughts on these things and like especially wondering like i don't have a kid so i don't have to <laughs> i don't have to think about that and i know you just wouldn't so like i'll do it for you 
Um, <laughs> I, I think she would say, Dad, uh, Uncle Doug really likes the Dursleys. Uh, aren't they the bad guys? <laughs> yeah. I thought they were bad. <laughs> that's a lot, that's more, what, lot, lot more black and white in her head. That's yeah. what they want you to think. They want you to think they're bad. <laughs> that's right. Um, I remember, sorry, I remember what I was going to say before I had that brain fart. Yeah, but, sure. um, so you mentioned Lost, right? And I loved Lost right. too. And just to like add on to your uh, comparisons of season one, right? I mean, they they did they used to do musical montages all the time at Lost, and I actually really liked that aspect of Lost. And uh, this show kind of sticks with that formula, whereas I think Lost kind of lost the formula, and they went for more mm-hmm. cliffhangers uh, going forward. Um, but um, I think uh, I mean not to because you know everybody kind of hates on Lost for the ending, right? And I think the comparisons right. to Dark are really good, and Lost was a very strong show. And I think Dark kind of is... It's a, it's a shorter show, right? It's only three seasons. So right. it doesn't have to meander as much as Lost did, and I think uh, the show benefits from it. Yeah, I, I think that, like, I... One thing, I didn't know that uh, Dark was only three seasons. I knew mm-hmm. that I, I was, like... I knew that it had gotten two three seasons, but I didn't yeah. realize it was done at three yep that's really interesting mm-hmm. um the uh I, I think when it comes to lost i mean yeah i know that people hate on lost for the ending but i don't think that that's necessarily unjustified and the reason i don't think it's unjustified and i think it, it lends to your statement about the strength of dark is that dark so far has a similar feeling of like i don't know what's going to happen but i have a weird feeling that the people who wrote it did know what was going to happen and when it comes to lost I truly still maintain that Damon Lindelof and J.J. Abrams had no idea what they were actually doing. And they started, they thought they could write a show, uh, like, backwards, essentially. Like, they thought they could just say, like, what do we want to put in? What would be cool? And then justify it later. As opposed Mm -hmm. to, I have a cool idea and it kind of makes sense. I'll put it here. Which is, I feel like, where Dark is coming from. Like I said, this idea of, like, like, let's, like, if we're talking about the show being uh, an exploration of, like the power of a nuclear family, why not put in a nuclear power plant as a central location and part of the show? Like there are these sort of metaphors that are sitting there in dark and lost did not have one. The polar bear meant nothing. Like (laughs) the smoke monster like was explained, but never meant anything. Like it was, it was almost over explained. So like dark is not falling into those traps that Lost's uh, hubris led it to. Yeah, there are very few things that are uh, uh, extraneous in the show. I think I think uh, everything's intentional, and um, uh, they don't really waste uh, screen time. You know, so I, I, that's exciting to know. Yeah. I look forward to watching the rest of it now. Yeah, definitely. I, I really I I I recommend. Like when I started this podcast, I was like, man, it's kind of a tough sell. You know, uh, getting people to watch the show, but I. I was like, I'm willing to stake my reputation on this. This show is really good, and if you don't like it, you know what? It's it's more more reflective on you, not me. So <laughs> I think so. Yeah, but uh, anyway, it's uh, I do I do think you guys will enjoy it. Um, are you guys excited to keep watching? Yeah, I'm definitely excited. I I, I kind of I mean I, I don't want to build myself build up my expectations, but I thought I did think it would be very interesting if uh, Jonas found Mikkel and took him back to the present and then threw everything into disarray that mm-hmm. could make for a very interesting series too yeah took him um, to the future dude like he could take oh, him 
to the to like the if you think show. about it again like there's three seasons right you don't think that's deliberate when you have past present and future like there may be like the differences between seasons could be like focusing on each of those things so we have in this season we have a focus on uh present and past the next season could be a focus on present and future and then the last season could be a focus on past and future but completely sure. leaving out the present like th there's these really interesting like dynamics that you could play with with these like th these numerology like ideas in a in a broader sense it's very very true i but i would just be very interested in seeing how the show uh dealt with paradoxes yeah yeah oh they it, do it, you know <laughs> <laughs> well, you know alternate timelines they yeah. split if they do that's a race but i have memories of it I, i'm very curious i am a time travel story fan so it, that that that's uh, exciting for me yeah there's so many different branches that can go off at this point right and um everything yeah. that you're saying rob i think you're going to be very excited for where it goes so hey. don't want to say anything else about it but I, I do think you guys will enjoy it a lot rob did you have any other notes i i didn't know i did have one question of another character i didn't I didn't remember, but I don't remember if I'm supposed to remember him or not. So I was going to ask after him, and that's uh, uh, Re Regina's husband. Yes. Right. Have we met him before? Is, is he is he yes. somebody, or is he just a guy there to be for, there for her? He's important. Um, he is the head of the nuclear power plant, but he is okay. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember if that was me just filling in a gap or not. Okay, you're totally fine. He hasn't been in it too much. The one scene that they had, so he was in a scene with Hannah. Hannah's a masseuse, um, Jonas's mom, and she was giving him a massage, I believe in the first episode, and he was talking about how he's got to shut the plant down in the coming year. So I think... Was he there when when they had Ulrich in custody? Yes, he was the one who yeah, had, okay. yes. That, that's, yeah. that's where I was trying to, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, I'm trying to fit him in there, and I don't know if I'm right or not, so yeah. it's good to know that I was, I was correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's another character that I've been having a hard time keeping track of, and that was, I mean, because he's not been in these episodes recently, but it's the uh, the present time's first missing kid's dad. Yes, um, uh, Eric's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric's dad. Mm -hmm. He he is the guy who, like, runs the junk sh junkyard or whatever it is. Like, right, with the it, drugs. Sells yeah, drugs with this kid. Yeah, broke in. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm definitely, like keeping tabs on him and where he is because he hasn't been in the last bunch of episodes since that scene with Ulrich he hasn't been around except maybe like I think he might have also I have this weird memory of like maybe he was potentially involved with the conspiracy like whatever is happening with the uh, bunker and uh, Ulrich's dad and the nuclear plant like I have this weird feeling that he was involved in some interaction I, yeah that sounds that sounds familiar to me too so alexander was telling him something about the van uh covering right. up his tracks there's there was something going on early on in the season right right with alexander uh, the boss you know and uh, right. eric's dad so um right. they you're, you're right about that so um tracking him as well okay very good yeah, yeah. okay um <laughs> and yeah i'm trying i'm looking through i think we hit all the major storylines and we've kind of gone through my questions that I wanted to ask you kind of organically, which was nice. Um, Super. And uh, I guess one more thing. Do you have a favorite storyline or character that you guys like to track or watch? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely down with Jonas because he's kind of, in my mind, the hero. And I always, I'm like, yay, go the hero guy. <laughs> um, and I kind of like Ulrich because <laughs> yeah, me too. he's just so interesting to watch yeah he's got a very interesting face he does interesting stuff he's kind of a shit but 
he's still very engaging. Um, but then I guess so is Hannah because she seems to be a little psycho. Yeah, Hannah's Hannah's so great to watch, and I think both actors for Hannah and Ulrich are. Uh, I think it says a lot about them how much I like them despite um, them being terrible people. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's kind yeah, of fun. I think that like where where I'm at with the show is like I really like the I'm I'm more, more than anything at this point interested in the cave. I want mm. to know what's happening with the cave, what the mystery of the cave is. I want to have all that revealed. The the interpersonal stuff is like interesting, but it's not why I'm continuing to watch. The mm. only <laughs> real exception to that is one the deaf kid because I loved that episode. I thought she was she great. was fantastic. Yeah, um, Ellie. But also mm. like the. Uh, Hannah is really fant- uh, fascinating to me, mostly because like in this episode she has that moment where Ulrich says to her, "What do you run- What do you want from me?" And she says, "I think like you." I think she says that, yeah. and I just kept thinking like, "Why? Like, <laughs> what is this like? A is it just like a childhood fixation that you haven't yeah. fulfilled yet? And like your husband's dead, like you have all this loss, you have all this trauma, and you just need something, and like you're willing to push yourself and and potentially destroy this guy's life just to have some level of comfort." Well, I mean, I guess was she even sense. attracted to Mickle because he was Ulrich's son? Although she didn't know that, she was, was she picking up on that subconsciously because it was maybe another yeah. aspect of him. Yeah, she wasn't getting that attention from Ulrich either, so she was like, "Yeah, yeah. right, yeah, this kid can do magic. I, he, he's got one trick. I guess that's cool." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it just reminds me. It, it, it's like the Dursleys. It's this <laughs> idea of like there's reason behind these people's like behavior. Yeah. There's there's yeah, reasons there that <laughs> these people have this trauma and they're behaving this certain way. And I think if you know if you if you exercise empathy enough, you can find that perspective. And I think with with Hannah, it is like like it's important to remember that her husband's dead. We don't know what's happened to her father, like, but he's not in the present. Like, we don't know. Uh, she 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 knows that she's at this point like had this man who's she's been in love with since middle school or high school that's mostly rejected her. Um, she's got a lot going on, and it, I I feel bad for her you know, in that sense of like trying to put her life together. And sometimes when people do that, it destroys other people's lives. And I don't, I guess I look at it from a perspective as like good and evil aren't necessarily like that black and white. Like they're, they're, they're really moral stances as opposed to like definitive uh, objective declarations of like, you know, morality. Right. Um, so so I don't, I don't know. Like she, she definitely has a lot of trauma, but like I will not write off that character as being like evil or something just because she's reacting poorly to trauma. Yeah, no, I, uh, I really like that, and I think your point is even illustrated by the character of Regina because before this episode, I had pretty much nothing positive to say about her. I thought she was kind of mean and snotty. But then after seeing this episode and seeing what she's going through with, with cancer and seeing her past being tortured and bullied by Ulrich and Katarina, you know, you start to feel bad and, um, you know, your perspective changes, right? So I think there's a lot of that. And I think what you're saying Maybe. is spot on. So. And, and like what you said earlier, like she at this point, we don't know who her father is. Maybe she grew up without a father. Mm-hmm. Maybe she grew up knowing knowing that she was the product of, a, of an affair and like i i wonder what that kind of trauma puts on a person what kind of guilt you know what kind of like uh value assessment of yourself like how does that change how you feel about who you are as a person yeah uh, i don't I, i'm lucky enough not to have to know that yeah. but like it, it it occurs to me that that would be really traumatic for certain people 
Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, this show definitely explores all sorts of, tra- uh, I was almost said traumatities, but uh, traumas and tragedies. <laughs> so, traumatities, it's, that's yeah. it. I like traumatities. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's, it'll sweep the nation soon, so that'll be good. Um, but uh, yeah, you guys think, uh, it's been uh, almost an hour and a half. I don't want to take up so much more oh. of your time. Wow. Um, so, and, uh, I, I definitely buy. Yeah, do you guys, uh, uh, we can give our final plugs if you'd like, unless you guys have anything else to say about the show. No, I'll say yeah. Like, uh, please uh, listen over to our podcast. Uh, uh, if you like, if you like Harry Potter, and uh, even if you don't like Harry Potter, check out Death Readers <laughs> because especially, especially if you don't. Like Potter, if you don't. Yeah. <laughs> if you like hearing someone really whine about Harry Potter, that's probably more accurately what I do. Um, I, I mean, that's not really that fair. I, I think that I, I do a pretty good job of analyzing it, but uh, it's the hard sell. Really good points. Yeah, but we it's certainly worth consideration. Yeah. But I think yeah. But if you uh, if you liked the conversation we had about dark, I think that's the kind of conversation to hear on our podcast at Death Readers. So go ahead and uh, give it a download, give it a listen. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Absolutely. We really appreciate being guests here. Thank you very much for that having was, us. It was so much fun. Oh. Yeah, this was great. Oh, thank you guys so much. No, I had a blast talking to you guys. And uh, yeah, uh, let's stay in touch and see what, see what we yeah. can do. Um, but yeah, and then you can follow me on Twitter at Wake Up Winden. Uh, do you guys have right. any... Uh, you, you have a Patreon, right? Uh, Patre- uh, Patreon. Do you want to give that plug? Uh, it's Patreon slash Death Readers. Okay, very good. And we are, Doug manages our Twitter, right, Doug? What's your Twitter? Sure. sure. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Death Readers. <laughs> or Death Reader. Or Death oh, Reader. It, it, yeah. I'm sure if you look it up, there's not too many of them. It's not a great name. Um, <laughs> it, it, so, uh, but also, like, we, uh, I, I think that, like, I think it, if anybody wants to give us a little plug on, like, Reddit or something, that seems to be really uh, helpful. Uh, if, you, if you like us and you, you figure out what's going on. Uh, yeah, e slash Death Readers. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, no, that's, that's how I found you guys. So yeah, I would I would awesome. say so. So I'll try to be more active on there for you guys too. <laughs> Sweet. Um, but yeah, and then if you want to email the show too, wakeupwinden at gmail Um, anything else, guys? I'm nope. I'm gonna go watch it episode seven actually. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I might also go watch it. Awesome. All right, I should have another episode coming out on Tuesday. All right, thank you so much, everybody. Take thank care. you very much. Thank you. All right, bye bye. Bye.